Good afternoon, everybody. It's Kevin Borba here with Kate and Jarvis. We're the Win Column. How's it going? We're bringing you here an episode on this Friday after a rough day of school, not going to lie. I'm glad school's over right now. Hopefully the weekend is as good as... What are you doing? You breaking stuff? I, I shook the desk a little bit. I tried K- to move closer. Kane's trying to break the, the computer and the TV, or the TV, the desk. Moving on, though, we're going to tell you guys what we're going to talk about right now, which is we're going to talk to you about the bill, which we talked about last episode, that would allow college athletes to get paid. Something interesting happened with that. Then we're going to talk a little bit of college football. We're going to give you our top four rankings because the AP rankings have come out. And it's interesting to see which teams have fallen and which teams have remained at the top. And then we're going to follow that up with some NBA duos who we think are the best and who we think are overrated. And we're going to finish off with Are We Watching? Our new segment, which, I mean, it's not new anymore because this is week two of it. Yes, week so, two. I mean, it's, it's still relatively new. But it's fresh. It's fresh. It's fresher than... It's not rotten, I guess. No. Okay, but starting off, so as we mentioned last week, there was a bill proposed by the, the state of California that would allow for college athletes in the state of California to be paid for their likeness and have endorsement deals and agents. So this means they would not be getting paid by the school to play sports. It would be they would have to go out and get like endorsements or deals with other companies. So say Nike wanted to sponsor me, Nike approaches me, and they give me a deal. That's that's what this bill allows for. And Ga- Governor Gavin Newsom signed it on LeBron James's little talk show on, I think it's HBO. Which one? The Shop? The Shop, yeah. yeah. He went on The Shop and signed it. And it was an exciting moment for The Shop. But I think it's also an exciting moment for college sports as a whole because I think the players are actually going to be able to benefit from all the work they put in and all the work or all the money that th- is made off of them. Yeah, I don't think I think this is just opening the door for what's going to come. I don't think this will be the final thing for it. I think this is just opening uh, the possibilities for what to, what's to come. I agree with that. I think also states, other states have been seeing this, and they don't want their teams to fall behind. No. Like Florida has already um, put the same bill on their ballot, and other states like I believe Maryland and I want to say Virginia. Yeah have also proposed similar bills like this in New York. Well, Anthony Gonzalez, who is an Ohio congressman. Oh, right, former Ohio State player. Yes, uh, he is working with the current Ohio State um, athletic director on a bill to uh, make it more nationally, nationwide. Mm -hmm. Because he says he likes how California is starting it, but then it's just going to turn into all California and uh, diminish the NCAA. And that, he says that's what he wants not to happen. Well, I think the problem with that is the NCAA just needs to... If the NCAA accepts this, then everything's fine. Yeah. Like, if they allow for this bill to, like... Well, I mean, they can't do anything. The bill's going to pass. The bill was signed by the governor, so mm-hmm. it's going into effect. So the NCAA has really no control over what happens. It's just what's going to happen to these teams that are affected by this bill is what's the thing to look out for. And if the NCAA just allows for players to get paid for this, like for deals that they're having made based off their talents, it's not like it's coming out of the NCAA's pocket. No. It's literally just money. It's basically like getting a job like mm-hmm. and going to school, which I know it's very different, but like in this, the fact that college athletes go through a lot and mm-hmm. still have to like go do school and stuff, but a lot of people balance job in school. So I think like a prime example would just be like having someone with a job. So it'd basically be like me working at like a the catering company I work at and then going to school. Yeah. So they're playing football and then they have a side job where they're a model for Nike. Yeah. 
Uh, and another thing that Anthony Gonzalez was saying is that it's going to, there, there should be a nationwide standard for all athletes. Whether, and what he said was college swimmers, college uh, field hockey players, and et cetera, are going to have opportunities for stuff like this. Which college swimmers, I get. Because. Well, they're future Olympians, some of them. Like uh, they, some of them are current Olympians. Like and Katie, still Katie Ledecky was, Katie I think, Ledecky, at Stanford. Uh, Missy Franklin, who was the backstroke world uh, gold medalist right. in the Olympics and was at Cal Berkeley. There are multiple opportunities for swimmers, especially. Right. The only thing I don't want to see that comes along with this deal is for it to be forced that everybody has to get like paid somehow. Because honestly, why are you going to pay an offensive lineman to sponsor your brand if you don't know who he is? Like, yeah. it, it's, it's unfortunate that not everybody's going to be able to benefit the same. Like A lot of people are saying there's going to be issues where the quarterback of a good team, like say a uh, Jalen Hurts right now because he's one of the hottest quarterbacks in college football. Jalen Hurts gets a deal and he walks in. He has new car, new clothes. Like he's he's feeling himself, new shoes, whatever. And then the offensive linemen who protect him are, they're like, well, wh why don't we get anything? Well, honestly, it's it's like in life. Like the people who bring more value, they get paid higher. So I don't think that there should be standards that try to distribute the pay equally because they're not bringing an equal amount of revenue revenue. And you can't really force that. You want to move away from the participation trophy side of things. I mean, kind of. yeah, it's basically like everybody labels us as the millennials or the gen, whatever gen. I don't even know what generation we're part of, but I think we're millennials. I think we're Gen Z or something. I don't even know. Anyway, people label us as like the participation trophy generation. Yeah. And I think this, like, if you try to make sure that everybody gets paid the same amount, like everybody gets $5,000, that just eliminates the bill. Like that eliminates the sole purpose of the bill in which it rewards players who stand out for their opportunities. So like if a player goes to a college and he's highly recruited out of high school, <clears throat> he's going to get opportunities at first. Yeah. But those opportunities are going to be maintained by the way he plays. Everything is by the way they play. So if you play well, you'll get deals. And if and if you're signed, they could drop you too if you start I mean, it's just like a job. You could get fired and yeah. you could get you could get a raise. So if somebody finds your tweets that you tweeted when you were 12 years old that always, they don't like always check your twitter oh yeah. my goodness i'm tired of seeing athletes getting caught up with racist tweets or like sexist tweets dante from, divincenzo yeah like don't one of the worst ones it's bad enough you already tweeted it make sure you filter your twitter and if some i'm sure people have already found it because it's on there forever and i'm sure you'll never get it to yeah. actually go away but don't be a racist or don't be a sexist it's as simple as that and if you for some reason you feel the need to be don't just don't. Quick side note about the whole going back on your Twitter thing. Did you see that guy on College Game Day who had the sign that said I did. He brought in Venmo me beer money, raised over a million dollars for the children's hospital in Iowa, and then some reporter found his old tweets and it turned, is trying it turned to, out to be a racist. Yeah. So, I mean, clean, keep the Twitter's clean, don't be racist. It's pretty simple. But moving on from this, now we're going to talk a little bit, which I think I love that topic, actually. I'm glad that bill went through, to be honest, because I think college athletes definitely deserve to be paid. But anyway, we're going to move on to our NBA top 10 duos because the NBA preseason started recently as the Houston Rockets took on a team from, I don't even know how to pronounce the word, yeah. so I'm just going to say a team from China. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was actually the team that I believe Jimmer Fredette played on last season because Jimmer Fredette played against the Rockets in last year's preseason game, and that's when everybody was getting back on the Jimmer train. I've I've always been on the Jimmer train. I never left the Jimmer yeah. train, but a lot of people have. I think he's one of the most prolific college basketball players ever. But moving on to our topic, I'm going to start off 
and then Caden's gonna, like, we're gonna fill in, like, give you a little reasoning behind it. How, Not you, too, how you wanna do it? You wanna go your top ten first, then my top ten? We'll or just you go we'll, sprinkle it in. We'll just a go bit? one. I'll go one. You go one. So like okay, my, my okay. first one. This is with everybody being healthy. So I know Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, people like that are hurt right now and out for the season. But this is assuming they're all healthy. See, I did mine as of right now. Okay. So mine are, if they're all healthy, I have Kyrie and Kevin Durant. My reason for that being, Kevin Durant, I think, is going to be the best player in the NBA as soon as LeBron retires. If he's not already, I think he's pushing for that throne. I don't think Giannis Antetokounmpo is there yet no. because he has no shot. Uh, like not, not that he doesn't have a shot at getting there. He just has no ability to shoot. Let me, let me correct that. And Kyrie was a part of that team that was LeBron with, with LeBron that beat the 73-win Warriors. And I honestly think they would have had many more rings to go if Kyrie would have stayed with the Cavs. It just didn't work out. So I found it interesting that these two paired up, but I think their two talents are amazing talents, and they're both relatively young. I know Kevin Durant's 31, but by the time he gets back, he'll probably be 32, and Kyrie's still in his t- late 20s, I believe. or Yeah, I th- he's still in his late 20s. I think So it'll be interesting to see how good they are. I think Kyrie's ready to share the spotlight again with another superstar. Kyrie's, it didn't work Kyrie's out Kyrie's not the main guy. I think he's learned that because he's had two experiences where he's been the main guy. The first time was when he was drafted by Cleveland number one overall, he turned out that he couldn't lead a team, mm-hmm. and then LeBron came and saved him. Not that he's a sorry player. It's just not everybody's a leader. And then now, or not now, recently with the Celtics last season, which he did, he did attribute it to his grandpa passing, but even the season before, like it, the the Celtics were almost, I, wanna, I don't want to say better without him, but they made it. They, they were a game away. Him. They were a game away from making it to the finals. Yeah. Scary so I, Terry. Yeah, so Kyrie has really just, I think, I don't know if it was like a, a reality check, but he's not a, a leader on the team, and he can't be your team's best player. Yeah. So who's your number one? My number one, I have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Okay. I, I, I don't hate that. No. I'm a huge LeBron fan. I think LeBron is one of the most, is top five players of all time. He's not number one for me. Uh, that's a conversation for another episode. Oh, goodness. Uh, and I think he's going to team up really well with Anthony Davis. I think... LeBron is trying to pass the spotlight a little bit. Which he said he was trying to do that with Kyrie if Kyrie stayed in Cleveland. Yeah. So I, I actually think he's closer to doing that now because the Lakers have even stated that LeBron's going to be, which I don't know like why this matters that much because he's always been a ball handler, but there's going to be lineups where he's the point guard, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I don't know if that's saying much because I feel like he has the ball in his hands most of the time. But I'm excited to see what he does with Anthony Davis. I have them at my number two mm-hmm. just because – I'm worried that because Anthony Davis is a big man that LeBron might, like, which I know he said he's going to pass him the ball more. Excuse me. I just don't know if he's going to allow Anthony Davis to flourish because from past history, LeBron played with Chris Mm Bosh. And, I mean, he did play with the old Shaquille O'Neal, but he was old. Yeah. Um, He did have Chris Bosh on the Heatles, the Heat, in which they won some championships. And then Kevin Love. But those those three guys basically took a back seat to him because their playing style is I wouldn't say it's similar, but LeBron likes to go into the paint. Mm-hmm. So if he keeps going into the paint, that kind of pushes them out. Which I know Anthony Davis said he's working on his three point shot. So I think their greatness will be defined on how well they can share the ball and space the floor. I mean, LeBron did say he wants to play through Anthony Davis. Right. That I think that's just the fact that he's he understands that he's in his seventeenth season. He's getting old. And who knows, maybe we could see a jump from LeBron and Anthony Davis to LeBron and Alex Caruso. I mean, Anthony Davis might be the forgotten one. Yeah. Or maybe LeBron's a forgotten one. Maybe. I don't know. It might be Alex Caruso. It might be time. Mr. AC Fresh himself. 
Okay, so I, I told you who I have at two. Who's your two? My two, I have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I actually don't even have them in my top ten. Really? I don't think they're going to work out because... I think they are. Their dynamic changed a lot. From when they were on the Thunder, Russell Westbrook wasn't the guy because Kevin Durant was had always been the guy. But he was higher on the totem pole than James pa- James Harden was. And I think that now that James Harden has established himself as a much better player, I don't think there's a debate that he's... Better than Russell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad we agree on that. But I think James Harden and Russell Westbrook will struggle to share the ball. And if James Harden's going to be the primary ball handler, that eliminates Russell's game because he's the primary ball handler that likes to run the floor. He's fast, probably one of the fastest guys in the NBA. And he can't shoot to save his life. No. So if he's standing in the corner off ball, like is he supposed to just stand there and wait for James Harden to pass the ball to him and then with like five seconds left? Because you know James Harden's going to dribble the clock out most of the time. Well, how about this? How about Russell Westbrook's the main ball handler, drives into the lane. Maybe they split it, right? Yeah, I do. Drives into the lane, offside, off-ball help comes in, James Harden's open in the corner. That's true. I just don't think James Harden wants to give the ball up. But I do think it'll be interesting because Mike D'Antoni did say that he plans on splitting them mm-hmm. up. So they actually won't be playing together as much as we would probably hope or like to see. But they'll play together in crunch time, which we'll actually find out if that's good or not. Because mm-hmm. in crunch time, Russell Westbrook might be jacking up bricks, and James Harden, who actually has the ability to shoot, might be salty about that. I think, I, I don't know. Russell's one of the most prolific scorers that we've seen. Mm, I would say he's one of the most prolific athletes we have. Yeah, but his ability to finish around the rim. I think it's, I think people are just overhyped that he's been averaging a triple-double for the past two years, which, I mean, that's a great accomplishment. Yeah. I'm not going to take that away from him. I just think you could definitely tell that he was stat stat filling. See, I think he just wants to win, and I think he just happens to get triple-doubles. I just think that when Steven Adams is boxing people out and not jumping for the rebound because you're right there, I think that says otherwise. But that's just my opinion. I mean, if I were Russell Westbrook and I had that vertical, I'd go up for rebounds, that's too. That's true. Moving on to my number three, I have Kawhi and Paul George. Um, they're actually, I think, depending on how they play this season, they can move up to number one. Mm-hmm. It's more of on the lines of Kawhi's an elite player. He's probably one of the top two or top three players in the league, in my opinion. And I think it's actually Paul George who needs to prove himself because he played with Russell Westbrook, and they had championship hopes, and they really struggled in the playoffs. And I think Paul George is coming off, he's coming off two shoulder surgeries, one on each shoulder. And so we just need to see if he, he and Kawhi could work together. But I will say the Clippers have the best defensive team in the league. So it, it'll be interesting. That's what I was going to say. I, I, too, have them at my number three. Because they're they're definitely the best defensive duo in the league. Yeah. They're, they're the most dynamic out of the duos we have. They can both score, they can shoot, and play solid defense. Right. I think the only problem that Kawhi will have is sharing the ball because I believe in Kawhi's career he's only averaged a little above two or three assists. So it'll be interesting to see how the ball gets passed around and if Paul George and Kawhi could actually coexist on the offensive end. Now, if you were Doc Rivers, would you have one of them bring the ball up or would you still have Pat Beverly? Um, I would go, ooh, that's a tough one. I would Actually, I would probably go Pat Beverly or Paul George. I don't mm-hmm. think Kawhi's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Kawhi bring I don't up. think he's that much of a ball handler. Um, even in Toronto, Kyle Lowry and Fred, Fred Van Vliet handled most of the ball um, ball. Uh, responsibilities the yeah. ball the ball handling responsibilities I don't know why I couldn't get that sentence out and even when they he had that game winner he was he didn't have the ball he didn't start off with the ball so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see um, since we both have them at three we agree on that mm-hmm. at four I have Stephen Clay the Splash Brothers I think they'll be extremely interesting but the problem is Clay is hurt this season and I don't think he'll be coming back I know he wants to um, I think 
he will be coming back a little bit after the All-Star break, maybe maybe in the second to last month of the season. Um, but the Splash Brothers, they're proven. They're the best shooting duo in the league, mm-hmm. probably in league history. Yes, I could agree. And I think with the addition of D'Angelo Russell, it'll only help them because D'Angelo Russell, is gonna, they can't double-team one of them now. No. Which, I mean, they kind of had that with Kevin Durant anyway, where the, you couldn't pick one guy to just key in on. But having Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell is going to be great for Clay because they're both ball handlers, and Clay isn't a ball handler at all. And D'Angelo Russell, people might think he might fade away because he's with the Splash Brothers. But no. he, out of high school, he was a number one ranked shooting guard. So he could play off ball. He just needed to play on ball when he got to college and then later into the pros. I think this will be D'Angelo Russell's best year. You think so? Yeah. He had a, he was an all-star last year yeah. in the East, so we'll see if he can make it in the West. I definitely think he was snubbed for uh, most improved player of the year, even though I picked Pascal Siakam. But I just had like the feeling that Pascal was going to win. Yeah, you just saw him show up in the playoffs. Yeah, like really... I just knew that Pascal was going to win, but I personally felt that D'Angelo should have. But mm-hmm. I picked Pascal, so don't call me a hypocrite. I just knew Pascal was going to win, but I wanted D'Angelo to win. Okay. So, you're four. My four, I have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I hate that. I don't even think I have them in here. Oh, actually, I do. They're later. I, th- I don't know. I just... They're proven. They're not proven, though. They are proven. They made it to... When did they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Yeah. Without, ben Simmons can't shoot a shot outside of five feet. Well, we don't, we don't know yet. He says he's going to shoot him if he's open. So, he's always open. So, we should see a lot of threes. Because yeah. he is always open. And Joel Embiid has had some weight issues, and he said he's dropped a lot of weight, and he's dropped a lot of the trash talking too, mm-hmm. because he said he's done trash talking, and that was something that they would always get caught up in petty beefs with like Jared Dudley and just like Fred Van Vliet, like random stuff that was not really necessary. I think they're going to be laser focused this year. I think they just need to mature. If they mature, they definitely could put themselves into my top five. We saw how heartbroken uh, Joel Embiid was. Joel yeah, Embiid he was, crying, was, which that is a heartbreaking way to go out. But I think they need to mature, and their games need to mature. So. Joel Embiid needs to be more clutch. He needs to be able to play well in the last minutes of the games because he's tired. Mm -hmm. So hopefully he took Shaq and Charles Barkley's advice of hitting the pool or hitting cardio, whatever he needs to do to cut that weight and just be a little more athletic and have some more stamina. And Ben Simmons needs to develop a shot. And I think the loss of uh, J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler is going to help them too. It will help them because they upgraded. They got Al Horford, Mm -hmm. who's... I mean, that'll help Joel Embiid on the defensive end. He's the only guy who could have guarded Joel Embiid. Right. He's a, he'll help Joel Embiid instrumentally on the defensive end because he's a great defensive player. He's not selfish. Like, Al Horford doesn't care if he scores six points in a game. Mm-hmm. And then they also added Josh Richardson from the Miami Heat, who's one of the best three-point shooters in the league at shooting guard. And I wouldn't say he's better than J.J. Redick, but he, he's younger, so I think he has the potential to be better than J.J. Redick as a player because he's also more dynamic with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. So they have a great starting five, and it'll be interesting to see with the addition of their new rookies, their their new like players, and they also have Tobias Harris. Can't forget about Toby. They got rid of Bobby. A little sad. But yeah, I th- I think there should be a a rule in the NBA that keeps them together. I mean, it's already they're already broken apart. But anyway, I do think the Sixers will be great. It just depends on their two main guys. So moving on to my number five, Caden, do you have them? As, no, you don't. You have them in, in your top ten, which I think is blasphemous. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Which I know a lot of people are saying C.J. McCollum's not even one of the top 30 players in the league. Who cares? They're a great tandem together. When Damien can't carry the load, C.J. will. He showed that in the playoffs. C.J. had a great game when Damian Lillard was not playing. And Damian Lillard, he's Damian Lillard. Like that, That's all you need to say. So I think with the addition of Hassan Whiteside, the keeping of Rodney Hood, and they drafted who I think could be a sleeper pick in Asir Little. 
who could be their great three player, their small mm-hmm. forward. It, he didn't do well in college, mm-hmm. but Roy Williams' system is hard to learn. So I think they're a great tandem to watch out for. I think they can make a push. I think it's just Damian. You think it's just a, it's, it's, it's not a duo? It's no. just It's just a singular? No. He's riding solo, as Jason Derulo would say. He's, in the in the game where he hit the buzzer beater against the the Thunder, there was no look towards CJ. Well, Damian was just like, I'm going to just dribble it for a little bit, and he, I'm going to pull he's the up guy. from 36. He's the guy. So, like, it, between Steph and Clay, like, Steph's going to take the shot. Clay might be the better, like, have the better form and more consistent when it's in those moments, but Steph's going to take the shot regardless. And it's, I think going back to the Warriors, it'll be interesting to see who takes that shot now that Kevin Durant's gone because he was definitely the most clutch player they had. So who's your five, since you disagree? My five, I went with Steph and D'Angelo. Okay. Because with Clay out, I, like I said, I think D'Angelo's going to flourish this year. I think it's going to be his best year yet. Uh, I think Steph, I, as good as, of a shooter as he is, I think he's going to have to hold back a little bit. I think sometimes he puts his team in in tough situations. He shoots them, shoots them out of the game Yes, rather than in it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I do think that he's going to go back to his unanimous MVP kind of style just because besides D'Angelo Russell, I mean, Draymond Green's there still, but he's not really an offensive threat no. at the perimeter at least. But I think Steph Curry is going to shoulder the weight or shoulder the pressure un, like unnecessarily, though. Yeah. yeah I don't think he's going to need to do that. So Who's going to be their starting three? Because it's going to be... Like they're they're forward. Like it's their gonna, starting lineup. It's gonna be Steph, D'Angelo, Draymond, Willie, and then who's gonna be the other guy? Um, I know Willie Collie Stein actually got hurt the other day, but no, he he'll be able to play. It's just I did think, he Willie? He really did. I'm not gonna repeat that. <laughs> um, they might go Kevon Looney, Damian Lee, um, oh Jordan Poole, the rookie out of Michigan. Oh, okay, yeah. They have they have options. Mm-hmm. Alec Burks, young options, but, uh, but still Jacob Evans, Alfonso McKinney, someone they really like. That I mean, the Warriors fans just loved him for some reason. I don't know. So Steph's really gonna be able only to rely on D'Angelo to I mean, make the big shots. And it seems like that right now. And speaking of y- people who make shots, and one of the best young duos in the league, in my opinion, is, is Nikolai Jokic and um, Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets. I just think they're a great duo together. They really work together. Jokic is a great passer, and Murray's a great shooter. Who's your six? My six, Giannis and Chris Middleton. Okay. I think I have them at seven just because Giannis doesn't have a shot yet, and, Mid- Middleton, and Middleton isn't dominant yet. They they have what the other person is lacking. Yeah, so if you can combine them, they'd probably be the best player in the league. They'd be Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's That's a great point. So that's my seven. Um, you already mentioned Joel and Ben er, earlier, right? Yes. Okay, so I have them at eight just because their immaturity and their inability to, for Joel and B to stay healthy and to stay in the game and for Ben Simmons' inability to shoot. Mm-hmm. And then your eight is? Well, my seven. Or, no, oh, yeah, your seven. My six was Giannis and Middleton. My seven is Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. I just disagree with that. Two big men in the league isn't going to work anymore. I, I think Derek if it was going to be from the Pistons it would have to be Derek Rose and Blake Griffin. I think one Luke Kennard too. Luke Kennard might not even be in the starting lineup anymore. The Pistons watch out for the Pistons. The Pistons will be they'll probably be a 7 seed. Um if it was old school basketball though, Andre and Blake, yeah, I, when the three-point line didn't exist, yeah, they'd be dominant. Hey, just so watch out for Detroit. At, at 9 or who was your 8? My 7 was Blake and Drummond, my 8 I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. Okay. They He's they going, played today in India. Uh-huh. De'Aaron had, I think I want to say seventeen. Okay. And Buddy dropped twenty-eight. Not bad. 
I think they'll be interesting just because they're both young and De'Aaron's like they actually remind me of like so De'Aaron reminds me of a John Wall and then Buddy kind of reminds me of a Bradley Beal Mm -hmm. so I think they have the ceiling to be better than both of those players like as a tandem I don't know if they'll individually be better but as a duo I think they could be better De'Aaron doesn't have the shot yet and Buddy's basically all shot yeah and I don't know how eh, on the defensive end they're eh De'Aaron, De'Aaron's a pretty good on ball he, defender. He's good on ball and fast. Buddy, fast Buddy, break. He's probably Buddy's one of slow. Those That's Buddy's problem. He's he can't really defend. He's not slow. He was a track athlete in high school. I mean, I mean, Buddy's just. I I feel like he's slow on the defensive side. Like he, I feel like guys are a step ahead of him sometimes. Yeah, but in in transition, I would I would have him shoot the ball over anybody in the league. That's true. That's true. So at my nine, because we're at number nine now. Yes. I have a European duo. Do you? Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. As do I. That's a great duo. Uh, Luka, Rookie of the Year. I think he's already kind of inserted himself in that conversation as the future of the NBA, possibly the future face of the NBA. Yeah. And it's crazy that he, I don't, I think he's from Lithuania or Latvia or something. I believe it's Latvia. I don't, or Serbia. I think he's, no. No, he's not Serbian. I, don't, I, I know he, he played for Real Madrid. But I don't know. That's in Spain. That's but in I don't Spain. know where he's, he's from. Sp- he's not Spanish. I don't know where he's from. But I know Kristaps Porzingis is from Latvia, because when he got drafted, I didn't even know Latvia was a place. But I think Kristaps Porzingis coming off the injury and Luka Doncic just coming off success, I think they'll be a great duo to really take the league by take the league by storm and dominate. Slovenia. Slovenia. I was t- so wrong. Yeah. I know that's that's in Europe though. I yeah. did say they were European. So I'm happy with my. That's like a C in my geography right there. That's like, I'll give myself a C on my geography yeah, skills. Yeah, it's, it's, I didn't even know Slovenia was a place. Sorry if we have any Slovenian listeners out there. We love you. We love you. Go we s- just didn't know you exist, but now that we do. We love you. Yes. And then at 10, I, which, who's your 10? My 10, I have people who, I have, one of them's a rookie, and one of them is, has been battling some injuries, but I think that they could be one of the, most electric duos that we could see possibly. Mm-hmm. I have Zion and Lonzo. Oh, I like that actually. I actually don't hate that. Thank you. I just I think th- I would have them at eleven. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. because my ten I think are better than that. Who because do you have? I have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. Mike Conley provides great ball handling, great on-ball defense. He provides that veteran presence. Um, Donovan Mitchell, I, I actually like shot the Jazz out of games. Like he had he had that Kobe Bryant mentality. But he shoots them out of game sometimes, and he just forces it. So I think having Mike Conley to kind of shoulder some of the pressure that Donovan Mitchell was feeling for not having, like, a, a star player with him. I know he has Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert is, like, he's basically just a rebounder and a defender. And he's good in the pick and roll, but when it comes down to crunch time, you're not going to be like, here you go, Rudy, take the game-winning yeah, shot. He's, so He's basically a tree. He just stands there and blocks your way. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I give Rudy more credit than that. But, eh. but I do think it'll be interesting to see how well these two do together. Um, I do like Caden's number 10 because that, that was a great pick. I did something good. You did something good for once. Congrats. And now moving on to what we like to call Are We Watching? Because ne- actually, not Are We Watching. We got to do our college football top four. There you go. I'm sorry. Gosh. I, I, I was rushing. So I'm going to go. I'm just going to give you my top four. And then we're going to talk about this some more next week just because we're low on time right now. But we have I have LSU at one. Because I think their win over Texas is probably the best win that anybody has right now. Agreed. Because Auburn's win over Oregon wasn't that impressive to me. No. And then I have LSU, then Alabama, 
because Alabama's just dominant again. It looks like their offense is somehow better than last season. Yeah. And last season was considered to be the best offense ever. And I have Clemson at three, which I know I'm a hypocrite. I'll, I'm a self-proclaimed hypocrite right now because I said the national champion should stay at one until they lose. And they almost lost North Carolina. And You they, can't have that. They, you can't have that. And they just don't look like – honestly, they might look – they look like they might drop a game this year. And they look like bad enough to drop two. They just look bored. Trevor Lawrence looks bored playing. He's f- forcing the deep throw rather than like just looking for the open man. Last year he worked through his progressions a lot, and mm-hmm. I think now he's just kind of like looking for that 60-yard touchdown pass to T. Higgins or Justin Ross every play, and it's not working. I guess last year you can kind of say, after seeing what happened this year, they were kind of carried by their defense. Cleveland Farrell, you had all those guys on the I wouldn't the say they're carried line. by their defense because they were blowing people out. I just think Trevor Lawrence is kind of... They were blowing people out because they weren't scoring. Well, now Trevor Lawrence, because their defense isn't as good now because mm-hmm. they did lose a lot of people off yeah. defense. But I just think Trevor Lawrence is pushing it too much. I think he just needs to go through his progressions and relax. Just R-E-L-A-X, just relax, as Aaron Rodgers would say. Is the, is the darkness happening a little bit for Sunshine? Uh, there... Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, so they're at my three. And then at four, I have Ohio State. They've actually really impressed me. Justin Fields is tearing it up this year. And I do think that they're going to easily win the Big Ten. And I think they're they, they're asleep to win the championship. Wow. Okay, okay. My, fir- my first two, like, out, like, on the outside looking in, I have Oklahoma at five. Okay. And then I do have Auburn at six. Really? Auburn at six, yeah. Okay. I like the young team. I don't know. They have a great test this week against Florida, so we'll see how they do. But I do – Florida's not a top-ten team. Just want to throw that out there. No. But God, I, no. I do think that if Bo Nix continues to progress because he is playing sometimes like a freshman, but honestly, Auburn is – they're showing up and showing out. Yeah. So who are your top six? So at number one, I agree with you. I, I have LSU. LSU. I think going into uh, Texas and beating them, it's – with that atmosphere. Right. It was a great atmosphere. Um, it was a great win, too, for them. Yeah. And I don't think it hurts Texas as much so as people would think. Who's your two? Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. At number two, I'm going to go, I, I got Alabama. Alabama, okay. I think they your, look good. Your three? My three, I have Oklahoma. Okay. Which, I, Jalen Hurts has really um, showed up this year, and I think he's showed a lot of people that he could throw better than like we thought. Yeah. Our, our defense on third down is number two nationally this Yeah, year. your defense went from, I believe, 124th to, to two, second in the nation. Yeah, uh, it's it's Gr- looking really great good. Great improvement. Alex Grinch deserves your, a lot of credit. Who's your four? Four, I'm going to go uh, Ohio State. Ohio State? Yeah. I like them. I, I think do, too. They haven't really played anybody I, well, yet. I don't like them, but I think they're good. Caden will never admit that he likes another team. Not that he's an Ohio State know, fan I, secretly. He just I hate Ohio He just State. has like a strict alliance to Oklahoma that he'll never be like, oh, I really like them. Like, no, I hated Urban Meyer, and so even though he's not there, it's he, still... It's just like guilty by association. Yeah, I don't Trans- like Ohio State. Transitive property. God love it. So that's you, first out, number five, I'm going to go Clemson. I don't think they're a top You don't 14. think they're going to make it? I don't think they're a top 14. Oh, my goodness. I knew, like, I was actually, like, I was listening to you and talking to you right now, but I totally forgot that you didn't have Clemson <laughs> in your top four. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're a top you think, 14. You think they drop a couple games? And, I, I think they will. Okay, interesting. Do you think they win the ACC, though? Uh, yeah. I think they'll win the ACC but lose one game that they shouldn't, mm-hmm. and it's just going to push people over the edge and be like, because other teams are playing harder games. Because the Clemson basically plays no one else yeah. besides whoever they play in the AC Championship. And what's what's going to frustrate me is that I feel like the committee's going to overlook that they only beat North Carolina by one. They're just going to see that they still beat yeah. them. They do have a signature win over 
Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Texas A&M has to play well for Clemson to look good. Yeah. Because if they start losing some more games, then... And they're not looking too yeah, great. Yeah, and so it makes Clemson look worse. So yeah. who, who's your six? My six, I got Georgia. Georgia? Okay. Uh, I just... I don't think Georgia's ever going to be able to get over the hump of Alabama or LSU or Auburn now because not not saying they won't be able to in the future, but Alabama is like their big brother. Yeah. They've beat them twice. Like they beat them in the national championship and then I believe they beat them last year. Did they play last year? No. No, Alabama played Oklahoma, excuse me. Never mind. Yeah. But I just don't think that they have what it takes to to really to surpass everybody in the SEC because Jake Fromm, I think he's going to leave this year. Unless Do you? He, I think he's going to leave for the draft. Okay. He, I think this would be a better time for him draft-wise, but I just don't think that Georgia's going to be able to get over the hump, and Auburn's emerging. Like, their quarterback's only a freshman, and they're already playing this well. Are you a big Bo Nix guy? I'm a Bo Nix guy. I just like his charisma. I like the potential he brings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll actually be the guy, because I know they've brought in Joey Gatewood, the backup quarterback, who's like a Cam Newton-sized player who's there to, like, power run and stuff. I think jo- or not Joey Nix that that combine them if you combine them they're a great be, quarterback yeah but I think Bo Nix just needs to grow up and I think that will happen over time now quick question I know you're a Texas guy where do you have Texas I had Texas so I believe I had them let's see I had them at eight or nine mm-hmm. just I, because I think I think we're gonna I think we might beat you guys it depends on our defense's health um, we lost I believe six defensive backs a couple linebackers so we're kind of struggling on the back mm-hmm. back end there but our offense has really proven to be good so that lsu loss doesn't hurt you no, guys i, I think, mean it hurts but it doesn't hurt as bad think, as people think i think we needed to lose that game to be better for the rest of the season mm-hmm. i just it's unfortunate we had to lose that game um i'm looking forward to playing oklahoma next week or week after week after week after i think that'll be a great game and i just think that if we win that game i think it'll set the tone for the rest of the season yeah uh and if we lose that game i still think we'll win out i if we lose the game, I think it'll be because of our inexperience at defensive back. Because we have all backups right now. Like at corner position, we have backups, and then our safeties are we have one starter. Yeah. Just a quick question. I was thinking about this earlier. Do you like that they play it at neutral site at, in Dallas, or do you wish I, that they would switch off? I think it would be crazy if they played. Like I think it would be cool if they played like at if the they school. did home and homes. But I think that the fact that it's at the Texas State Fair is just awesome. Yeah. So it's a great environment. That's a bucket list for me is to go to that. Yeah, me too. So now moving on to are we watching? Caden's mm-hmm. gonna ask me, are you watching? And I'm gonna tell you if I'm watching. So what do we got first? Monday night, I'm gonna be watching. Okay. Cleveland is going into San Francisco. I'm going to watch that just because the San Francisco 49ers are undefeated. I want to see if their quarterback, Jimmy Pornstar, as Stephen A. Smith likes to call him, oh. because he dated Pornstar, um, but they broke up, I think. Anyway, uh. it doesn't matter. I just want to see how good the San Francisco 49ers are, and if the Browns lose this game, they're in trouble. That's yeah. all i got to say. I don't think th- – uh, the Niners are still unbeaten, right? Yeah, they're 4-0. I think they're probably – who have they played? Who would they beat? They, 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 they're not great teams, right? Did I mean, they, they – let me look it up. Let's I, just Let's just say that – I, I think San Francisco is probably the least talented undefeated team. That's disrespectful. So they play recently. They played the Steelers. Terrible. Their first game was against the Cowboys. Oh, that was a preseason. Don't listen to me. Uh, you okay? I'm no, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm do, stupid. Do you need help? I'm I'm uh, maybe. Uh, they played the Bengals. Terrible. Yeah, and then the Steelers last week. Terrible. So yeah, and then they had a bye. So yeah, I I would say that they are. Probably the least talented un- unbeaten team. This is a real test for them, and it could. And with how the Browns 
performed last week. Yeah, they've had a week schedule. They played Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. So they're 3-0. They had yeah. a bye week. Uh, this could launch uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns, I think. I think they need to get Odell involved or, more. Or, or they could plummet. Or they could plummet. You know, they were just on top of a mountain when they beat Baltimore. M- maybe they'll keep, they'll find another mountain and climb it, or they're going to fall right off. Okay, moving on. I think it'll be a great game. What's the, what's the next game you got for me? Next one is not televised. Right, so am I watching? Our, we, we've Our, talked about this before. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. The number one, and I believe the number three or number four team in the nation, Stanford versus UOP Water Polo um, in Stockton. I ga- will be attending. That game will be solely based off if I finish my homework. Okay. So yeah. I have a lot of homework. School's killing me this semester. I just want it to be over. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. There's never, like, a great time for school, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I just, I'm sure that'll be a great game. A lot of maybe future Olympians, possibly. Oh, definitely. So I think that'll be a great sight to see. I've never been to a collegiate water polo game. Um, I've been to high school games watching this guy play, and I love the sport. Um, I tried it. He took me to a Team USA camp one time when I was younger, and I almost drowned because those people are really aggressive and water polo is hard. <laughs> so shout out to all the water polo players out there. Your sport's hard. It we looks, love you. It looks easy. I'm not going to lie. It looks easy, but it's not. And then one final are you watching. I'm going to open it up to you. Which game are you watching of the MLB playoffs? So, shout out to my A's. Not even shout out. You guys lost. You disappoint me. We haven't won in nine wild card appearance or nine um, elimination game appearances. Yeah, the A's. If you're listening to this, you suck. I doubt you are, Matt Chapman. Yeah, um, that was really disappointing. I really want to see the Dodgers against um, the Nationals again because mm-hmm. the Dodgers destroyed the Nationals. I'm pretty sure, unless it changed within the ninth inning, I don't think they gave up another hit. They only gave up one hit the whole game. Mm-hmm. And, honestly, the Dodgers just look like they're going to win the World Series right now. They're my early pick to win the World Series. I hope they don't choke again now that I'm picking them. Yeah. But I think it's going to be them and the Astros. I'm looking forward to the uh, Yankees and the Twins. That'll be a great series just because those two have the most home runs mm-hmm. in the MLB. But um, the Twins have done it quietly. Yeah. You don't hear a lot about It's just because they're from Minnesota. Nobody gets, uh, no one cares about no, Nobody gets a crap about Minnesota. We love you, Minnesota, if you're listening. It's too cold, though, and never visit. If I have to visit, I will, but it's really cold there, so I probably won't. Minnesota, if you pay us, we'll come visit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll do. I'll go anywhere for money. Anywhere? Uh, I don't know. Anywhere's a broad statement. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I could survive a Minnesota winter. No. So that concludes our Are We Watching, and that concludes our episode. Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore win underscore column. You can follow me on Instagram at Kevin underscore Borba. You can follow him on Instagram at... Caden Jarvis 4. And then we also got the Twitter for the win column running up. We got an intern on it. He's doing great. Is that what I am? <laughs> you weren't supposed to say it. We're, people are supposed to think we have hot workers for us. Now they now they know we run the accounts, Caden. Oh. oh, yeah, I passed it off. It's no longer me doing it. It is uh, an intern. Kristen, well, Kevin's girlfriend. She's not our intern. She's she's actually the, the person who gave us our great logo and great ideas for our, our pages. So shout out to Kristen. Hope... Hopefully you made it this far. Um, I know, actually, she di- she listens to every episode and gives us feedback. It's really appreciated because she's like our she's like our number one fan actually, and she makes us a great logo because our first logo. I mean, it was basically about me the whole time. Like it, it said, the wind column. I basically was the intern. <laughs> Kaden was the intern that just showed up. So thanks to Kristen for allowing Kaden to be on the show. Shout out. I don't know why he waved to you. She can't see you. It was it was a point. It wasn't a wave. He he waved to you. But thanks for listening, guys. See you guys next week.